0: I told Paul I was having you on last night. I was like, yeah, Brandon's coming on tomorrow. I'm
1: super excited. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah I'm,
0: I'm like, don't look at your... I invited you on. You don't get to be bummed about it. That was a good
1: Paul impression. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, I have uh, Brandon. I've been... Great. I've been,
0: I've been, I've been wor- I apparently <laughs> nailed the Dustin impression the other day. You have a Dustin impression? I have a would Dustin impression. you mind? I, okay. I forget what it... Oh, it was... Uh, someone was asking him if he would pick up his shift. Mm. And, you know, Dustin, he's too nice to say no. So he's like, he does his, um, oh, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to get back to you on, on that. I don't really know. I don't, I don't want to commit if I, <laughs> if I, if I, if I have something else going on, you know, I, I, I can can I let you know? That's a great, Dustin. <laughs> As want. opposed
1: to no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yelan stopped, funny. and she's like, "That's a
1: good Dustin. That's, that's a good Dustin. Yeah. She's right. That's yeah. a solid Dustin. Yeah. Uh, who does? Oh, Carson does great impressions. Yeah, it's but Carson's awesome. very loud. He's very loud. Yeah, that's part of his shtick. His his comedy is uh, the uh, annoying. Uh, <laughs> no, but like on purpose. It's not, It's not. No, like, I know. But like that's his shtick. He's well aware of it. I and you know I I find him outlandishly funny. So that's why I feel free to say this. But but like. He'll just keep talking loud, and that's the punchline.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> just so dumb. Or uh, when he'll come back just singing the same song loudly and loudly.
1: Lunatic. <laughs> and yeah. it's
0: like some crude take on a song. It's not even the yep. original lyrics. No, nope. it's
1: got a lot of profanity. In yeah, it. yeah. I uh, like infantile humor. Oh yeah, it's the best. I don't know why. I don't know why we grow out of it. Well, this is why I like that. Like that thing I'm I'm doing with the the um, the secret agent script. Yeah. It devolves into some silly dumb shit because when I – sometimes when I'm watching a movie late at night, I just want escapism. Mm -hmm. I don't want to think about anything. I just want to like (laughs) – just kind of giggle at the TV and not think. I love that kind of stuff. I think that's why with Netflix,
0: you have all of these shows like The Office, Parks and Rec, and those are the most viewed Mm -hmm. items on Netflix because Mm -hmm. we've all seen The Office. Yeah. But at the end of the night, when I get home at 1 a.m., I shower, I lay in bed. I just showered, which means my body just woke back up. It's so true. So I can't fall asleep right away. Right. Which means I need to put on something, to, and it's usually the office. Absolutely. Because man. if I, I'm not invested, right. if I fall
1: asleep, yeah. I'm not going to go back and be like, all right, where did I exactly. fall asleep? You where can actually I close, close your eyes and still watch it because yeah. you've seen it. So you can like close your eyes and picture everything that's happening. It lulls you right to bed. Yeah. I agree with you. I have to get a burp out, but it doesn't want to come out. Nope. Should chug that because it's carbonated. Actually one pound of this and then ba-boom. Yeah. Now we wait. Mm.
0: What, uh, what made you want to pursue acting? Women. Women. That, yeah. At what point did you know, like, hey, this is how I get to here? acting is the avenue to
1: well when i win. first popped out like like when i was young i you know, mean my, my parents got an actual camcorder they had camcorders that fit a whole vhs in it yeah camcorder. oh yeah but i would they would always record stuff and like even like when i was little like when i was like i don't know let's say like five i would always jump in no matter what my dad was me, i would jump in front of the camera i go da, da 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 like i was always that yeah a little annoying you know kind of like that all and kids are annoying true yeah true um But I was really, um, no, I wasn't that crazy. But I was always kind of performative and I always liked to make people laugh. And I always liked to see them happy. And I always could control a situation and make that happen. And I think it changed over to being an actual idea that I could pursue because I could get women probably around, I want to say 11. Yeah. No, really though. It was young as hell. Yeah. I started early loving women. It's crazy. Respectfully. Yeah. But nonetheless, like, really, like... And, and I, I, I... I remember being in, like, a... I think it was, like, even younger, like... I loved Sarah Winston and Melissa Ernst in preschool. I loved them. Didn't know how I loved them. I was young, but I know I loved them. And we would do plays together, and we would be together because of it. And I think that early on... Was like an initial gratification for me being uh, expressive, and then being around these girls I really, really liked. Yeah. And um, and I think slowly but surely, as I got older, I would be in a play here and there, and I would get that social connection. And I think that just like what spawned it. And then by the time I got to high school, game over. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. It was so awesome. It was so cool. I felt like <laughs> it just it's like this little microcosm our high school we were very lucky because like even the jocks were friends with the the play people and the math club like we were very that's that's cool That's and that's unique it really was you know there, there were a couple friends of mine who were just athletes that weren't gonna get to see the school play and so uh, they came to a dress rehearsal to be able to see it well that's very cool yeah and that's how the, the whole and they weren't close close friends but they were like good friends goodish friends but in that environment you wouldn't think about that but it we were all caring and close, and it was very interesting. We all talk about it, like well, if we all see each other. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's right. It was a microcosm. So, like within that environment of the play, people, like it was just like a free for all. Like you hear about band camp. Oh yeah. That's how I felt. The play environment was, you know. I it was
0: it. no, and it was it was much the same uh, for for me at least in in uh, high school. Yeah. I went to an all guy school. Oh boy! Yeah, that's pent up right there. Yeah, it was it was great. I made some of the best friends in my life. Man. I'm sure. Uh, my buddy that is coming down to Cancun, I met him in high school. Cool. He uh, if he's if he ever listens to this, he'll laugh. He did not like me when we first met.
1: That makes for great friends. Makes dude. for great friends. Yeah,
0: like I, there's the you know people like to joke. It's like the mark of a true best friend is when the first time you met them is like I fucking hate this. It's person. really true, man. Yeah. But like I was, I was much, much the same to what you were saying. I was, I was the young annoying kid, and we were, we were sitting next. I was sitting next to him and his friends Mm. in English class, Sister Pat's English class. Okay, and they were talking about playing poker.
1: Okay,
0: and I loved poker. I had a poker set at home, and I'm like, oh, you guys are playing poker? When? Fuck off, kid. Can I come? (laughs) And you know, they're like. He's really annoying. But we're playing for money. Let's take this guy's money. Good plan? Great plan. Because I wasn't very good. Come on over, idiot. Yeah. And then I just slowly worked my way in. But back to my point. Yeah. Our shows, our plays and musicals, we would invite girls from different schools to audition. Whoa. And so... There's your in right there. And so... Massive connectivity. When I went to... Uh, brother Pat was the one who ran the, it's called the Wigan Mask Society
1: at the school that okay. I was at. And Sister Pat had the English class. Sister Pat was in the English class. And so it was, run, it was a
0: school run by Christian brothers.
1: Gotcha. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Brother, oh that's it's, weird. That's interesting.
0: I never thought about that. It's the school of religious yeah. pets. Yeah. And so he came to me and he's like, hey, we're looking for people to be in our spring production of, what was it, 42nd Street. Okay. And I had no experience. I didn't do anything before high school, this was my freshman year, so I'm like, uh, I don't really know how to do things. <laughs>
1: what would you like me to do? Mm. So I was the guy who, are you familiar with the show at all? Honestly, not a lot of musical theater, but that one, yes, because I was in it freshman year of high school. The cafe scene towards the end of Act One? Okay. Where the women are sitting down and then they get up and they dance? <laughs> oh, I vaguely remember that, yeah.
0: I walk across stage and pick up one of the chairs. I know, I know. And that was kind of my uh, my debut. And you got your
1: you got you got you got I a got, taste. I got my equity card after that. <laughs> uh, he gives great chair. Yeah. I saw. You have an extra equity card? Give it to yeah. him. That's badass, dude. Yeah, but there were eighty people in that
0: production, and Jesus, like no like pun intended, front, is it, like front and back, like on stage and then production crew. And, that. Yeah, okay. Um,
1: Fifty of them were girls. From different schools, from all over. Did and any? Do, did any of your friends understand the code you had cracked at that moment? I feel like well, all of all of my friends
0: that I've maintained contact with yeah. were in those productions, or my buddy Chris, who's going to Mexico, mm. joined those productions because later. of it. Because of it. Because yeah. of it. Chris is very smart. He is. He gets it. He. Uh, but so for my freshman year, I met. Uh, you know, we always have that one. I met Brandy, mm-hmm. who I very much liked mm-hmm. and very much fucked it up mm-hmm. because, sure. you know, I was I was 13 or 14 and 14 or 15 because it went into sophomore year okay. and I just never
1: made a move. I done, I've done that in my life so many times. It's
0: the worst.
1: You, yeah. In retrospect, all you probably had to do was make the smallest move. Just the smallest. And just it would have been like the- obviously a yes you know, yeah. like that's how, like, trivial it was. But it's, it's, it was the whole world to you then. Yeah, and it's it's the anxiety of, you know,
0: I really like her. Does she like me or am I blowing up every small interaction? Turns like, out,
1: no. She like likes she you la- too. She <laughs> laughed at
0: my joke. But was the joke funny? I'm hilarious. Of course the joke was funny. That doesn't mean anything. No. I, I, I had later learned that The she, ego on this
1: 14-year-old. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. I was...
0: No, I was I I didn't hit my growth spurt until freshman year of high school. I was a late so, bloomer
1: too, yeah. dude. Same. It was real bad. It might have even been sophomore year for me. It was like I,
0: I graduated from eighth grade at four foot eleven. Wow. And yeah. I grew a little bit over the summer and most of most of my growing was freshman year of yeah. high
1: school. Yeah, I hear that. I hit I'm five nine now. So that, I grew that like comes five. along with its own set of insecurities when yeah. you're younger. Have you seen Big Mouth? Speaking I've of seen, John Mulaney. i parts of it, yeah. Okay, and Nick Kroll. It, it, it taps on this, you'll, you know, it's, it's it, it was us when we were little. Yeah, Late bloomers, absolutely. You know, yeah. And it's, yeah,
0: it's just, it's funny, it's funny to think about, remember, you know, the reason that I kept coming back was, uh, not not Brandy specifically, but that was, you know, the first girl that I had a crush on in high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it didn't work out, but, you know, I met her in theater, so... I'll go back and do more theater. Just go back to the pool of, of yeah. beautiful theater. And I, I kept making friends and then it was, Hey, are you auditioning for the fall show? Right. And you know, like ten people were asking me. It's like, all right, I guess I'm gonna do this. Well hell yes. And yeah. then And then the world opened up. And then well then then I started dating Catherine and we were together for quite some time. How long was quite some time? Uh, we we started dating junior year of high school. We broke up freshman year of college. Oh wow. I was considering going to Grand Valley, which is on
1: the far west side of the state. Okay, um, we were, Detroit's on the far east side. Of the state. Gotcha. So I was, I was considering, impressive how you turned the state around yeah. in your hand, but still stuck to the correct yeah. spots on your hand. Side well, this is for you. No, I know oh, this isn't then, what it looks like for me. Right, right, yeah. and, then, and then and then you you slammed it this way and still touch that. Yeah, impressive. That's all. I, I've
0: I've I've been from Michigan my whole life. You've done that before. I
1: have. <laughs> uh, she.
0: Didn't want me to go to a school three and a half hours away. Jeez. And so, because I loved her very much, or at least whatever love was for a seventeen-year-old, sure. um, which I don't discredit. I yeah. was in love it with. It was her. love yeah. for you then. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I get that. Um, I abided, and wow. so I made a life decision. I found a school that was closer, and you know I hadn't picked a major yet. Mm. And so I was like, what should I do? What should I do? Wayne State, it's right in Detroit. Mm. They've got a great theater program. And I was like, should
1: I go for this? Wow. And so that's what I did. Wow. That's a big decision, man. Yeah. Based on other big decisions. So many big decisions. Wow. And Congratulations on that. Yeah. I'm glad you went for it. I mean, Me it, too. It sets, I feel like I, I, I went... My undergrad... Um, I did speech and language pathology, like early intervention, post-stroke, working with infants and adults. And I um, I went to University of Maryland, College Park, for communications because I could get into that university if I did it through the communications school. And then uh, I did really poorly because I was free for the first time in my life. Mm. Totally fucked up. I oh, left, yeah. After a year and a half, I left with a 1.6 GPA. I fucked up wow. at University of Maryland. What is that equivalent to? Like a deep A negative, negative F, I don't yeah. know. It's it's not good. Um, so I basically came back to New Jersey with my tail between my legs, and I went to community college for uh, about a year, and I made my GPA astronomically higher. Uh, and then I went to Kane University and finished my undergrad in speech and language pathology, where I finished I think with a 3.8, which you have to basically do perfect from the one six yeah. uh, to get to a three eight. After that's the end. very impressive. I was impressed with myself. Um, <laughs> Hey everyone, see how awesome I am? Well, yeah, I was, I was like, because I, I, in Maryland, I didn't realize it, but like I didn't have any control. There was nothing pushing down on me. I had no deep pressure. So yeah. I was too free. Um, but then I went to, I did my graduate program and I, I stopped doing theater and I stopped doing performance for the longest time during that, which I didn't realize then was really stifling. Yeah. Um, so I would just meet significant others. In the schools I was in, I guess. I didn't really get laid too much, though. So no. I didn't have to worry about that, you <laughs> see. Yeah. I forgot where I was going with this. Doesn't matter. So, we're here now. Well, here we are. Yeah. God, we're loving it. Yeah. Da-da-da-da-da.
0: Do you know Justin Timberlake did that? No. Justin Timberlake got paid $6 million to do that I'm Loving It for McDonald's. He did that jingle? Yep.
1: I just want to think about that for a yeah, minute. Yeah, take it in. He's the ultimate Uncle Jesse from Full House cuz that's yeah. what Uncle Jesse did but not on Justin Timberlake's level.
0: No. Not McDonald's.
1: Da 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 5 notes. So he probably toyed around with like Da da Do yeah. you think do you think he walked into the room and he just he just he either <laughs> sang
0: it or he played it on piano. He's like do, 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 do. And then they're like <resh> <laughs>
1: Is that it? Yeah. We paid $1.2 million a note. <laughs> <laughs> you just brought us back from the shitty math earlier math. in the show.
0: I killed it. We're going to end on good math. Awesome math. Like we're not done, but we're not doing <laughs> any more math.
1: Yeah, no, no. Um, never a math again. No. Yeah. God, God, that is... I didn't know that. That's a, my, my brother's actually doing a lot of uh, stuff like that now. He's a producer. He's a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. And he's actually picking up a lot of steam in Germany, believe it or not. Uh, so I call him Mini Hasselhoff because... David Hasselhoff's big yeah. there, and not oh, they as big love here. him over there. They love him over there, dude. Um, so my brother's doing a lot of uh, performance stuff and, and artist stuff there, but in the states, he's doing a lot of producing uh, and um, and jingle writing and stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. It's it's a dream job. He can work from from home in his yeah. boxers. It's a, it's 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 awesome. I love that. I I found that working from home doesn't work for me.
0: I hear that. I, I need to get out. At least the I, coffee shop environment. Yeah, exactly. And the coffee shop is like two minutes away. Mm. But there's other people there which, you know, even if I'm not talking to them, I find that it helps to be around other people.
1: Yeah, it keeps um, your energy
0: up in a certain way. keeps the energy up, keeps the depression away. Which, yes. Which, it's, it's been a rough winter. Has it? Yeah. Do you have a happy lamp? No. And I wanted to get one. It changed. Now we're going into
1: summer and I'm not going to need it, nope. but I might pick one up in the fall. You should, man. I'm serious because people that have told me, you know, I always thought I dealt with seasonal depression until I I met some family members and they, were, they deal with it yeah. in a different way. And that fucking happy lamp, I, I, I looked over at your bedroom as if that's yeah. where I want you to put it. But it's helped them astronomically. The UV rays, because we don't have any uh, vitamin D synthesis in the winter. Right and that balances serotonin levels. I've been I've been taking the the pills, like the supplements vitamin D. and it, and it, yeah, and it
0: helps a little bit. Yeah. Um but you know, there there are days I'm I'm doing this intermittent fasting so I try to yeah. keep up everything that I eat in an 8-hour window and sometimes I leave and I'm still fasting so I don't take it that right. day and get that. and so, you know, it's it's never really, you know, I go to
1: a doctor, they're going to tell me I'm vitamin D deficient right, right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually like something like 89% of New Yorkers are. Yeah. I can totally We don't get, get sun. Yeah. Not, yeah. No, no. Even on
0: even on the sunny days, if your route happens to be down, like I know, I know, Twenty Fifth Street is
1: supremely shadowy. Yep, it's very dark over yep. there. You'll never get. Yeah, that's the thing. You're walking between buildings, and you happen to have a lovely light here. But I lived in a, an apartment once that got no light, Yeah. like legit no light. It was the inside of a U of a building, so like it was just dark no. all the time. Um, so I, I pop vitamin uh, depots also. Yeah, you, you know what you should do. You should just keep them in whatever bag. Like if you have a specific bag. Keeps them in there. Yeah, this way you have them when you're when you're eating and not fasting. I used to I used to do I used to load up for like five days at a
0: time. Yeah, and it's just I, I got to just make a habit of re- set an alarm. That if you
1: if you set an alarm on your phone, this helps me. I set alarms and I'm like, what was that for? Oh yeah, and then I'll just go do something. Yeah. Um, intermittent fasting, I, I um, is awesome. I love it. I don't do it regularly. I've done it once in a while, and I notice my body working better. One hundred percent. Yeah.
0: I want to get on on the path of having my eating window be in the morning as opposed to at night because I feel that'll help me sleep better. And then I'll wake and then I'll wake up a little bit better and easier because then it'll be, you know, say my eating window is starts at 8 a.m. Okay. And it goes until 2 p.m. Sure. I don't have to worry about food for the rest of the day after that. Right. And it also, I wake up at 8 a.m., I have something to do right away. Right. And I'm hungry. Right. So, like, if I wake up, I can immediately, I can go make an omelet or whatever. pound food. And then as I'm eating that or as I'm making that, I also, I kick on the oven and then I meal prep for the rest of the day. Or the rest of the three days, weekend, whatever. So, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I read this book called, like, last week I read it. It's a very quick and easy read. It's like... Mm. It's on my Kindle, but I would imagine it's like 70 pages at most. I can handle that. Um, it's called The Miracle Morning.
1: It's and a miracle morning. <laughs> and the silence after is my favorite part.
0: Um... <laughs> Miracle Morning. So, so you know, he talks a lot about, you know, these self-help books, they like to talk about the tragedy of their past, the car accident that they were supposed to, to watch, this. you know, all of that sure. uh, typical stuff. But then, you know, I tried, I tried to push through that to get to the crux of what it's trying to teach me, which sure. is set an entire hour up for your morning, and you get 10 minutes for each thing. So 10 minutes for meditation, 10 minutes to read something, 10 minutes for exercise, 10 minutes, and I forget what the other three are. Um, But you basically, you set up an hour to start your day. Right, so you get
1: this pattern going every day too.
0: And in theory, based on all of the reviews and, and how he feels about it, you wake up excited to wake up. And he also did a little experiment with himself where he gave himself nine hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep, seven, six, five over the course of a week. Mm -hmm. And he went into bed with the mindset of, I'm only getting this much sleep. Waking up is going to be a nightmare. I'm already miserable. And that's the last thought that you have going to sleep. Mm -hmm. So when you wake up, that thought translates. It's like now you're waking up. It doesn't matter. It, he said it didn't matter if you got eight, nine, ten right, hours you've of told sleep. Yourself it's you've not told yourself it's you're been... going to wake up miserable, right? And then the following week he did the same experiment, but told himself, "I'm Perfect. excited to wake up. Yeah. I've got this hour of things that are going to energize me for my day." Mm-hmm. And he said he on nine hours of sleep he woke up feeling amazing, and on five hours of sleep he woke up feeling just as amazing. Interesting. So that's really interesting. I'm beginning to think there might be something to that. But I also did a lot of research on sleep and how much you need. And for men, you need at least seven hours of sleep. Otherwise, your testosterone production is going to be thrown out of whack. Interesting. Black. So I don't think I'll ever go down to five and just tell myself that it's going to be amazing. Right. But I might try
1: to do seven, seven and a half hours of sleep. There's an awesome app. I don't know the name of it, but you leave it on your bed. And it vibrates you or wakes you up, contingent on where you are in your REM cycle. So if you set an alarm, let's say for ten a.m., mm-hmm. um, but you're coming out of another REM cycle and it's more like nine fifteen, nine thirty, it'll wake you up then because it'll be easier to wake. It'll up. be way easier. You're the closest to wake you are anyway, so you wake up feeling more refreshed. Because when you get broken out of the middle of an REM cycle, you get that groggy. Yeah. You know that different. You know that different feeling. Yeah. Speaking of which, I noticed you make your bed. Yes. And I never made my bed my whole entire life until I met Ashley. And she loves a made bed. And I usually get out of bed after her. So now I'm the one making the bed every day. And when you're talking about those patterns, yeah, I look forward to making the bed. I wake up and make the bed and it's this ritualistic wake up time for me. And it's it, re- I love it. Yeah. I never thought I'd love making the fucking bed. You're just going to get back into it tonight. Why yeah. would you make it? But it makes a lot of sense now.
0: I love I love what what I make the room look like in the morning like at, at the end of the night mm-hmm. um, I'll throw my like socks up against the closet, my my right. jeans up against the, like all of my clothes are like kind of scattered right. but in the morning I do a sweep right and you know it's never more than a day's worth of clothes on the floor because I do the sweep totally in the morning. manageable and you know it's it's very satisfying to walk in and be like all right everything's in its place Yeah it Everything, really is yeah Man. And also on a different note, taking a nap on a maid bed is infinitely more satisfying.
1: what do so you say that, dude. That's what I was just picturing when I was looking at that. It's like, it's so inviting mm-hmm. to go take a 20, 30 minute nap midday. Just
0: lay down on top of it. You don't get under the covers. No, that's
1: a different thing. You don't yeah. want to go near that thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, only, I only wear boxers when I sleep. Yeah. And so... so you that's a different sensation of like being in being in just your boxers and then like pulling the blankets back right? and then you slide in right? and then you pull them over <laughs> and you're kind of tucking yourself in yeah. and it's brilliant and you lay and it's just
1: yeah dude that's a whole different
0: thing oh yeah but I'm a big fan of naps
1: me too they're very important to me
0: they change yeah. everything you need to not overdo it though because sometimes you take a nap and you don't set the alarm and then it's five hours and then you're fucked you wake up at 9 p.m. You're fucked. You miss dinner. You're not going to
1: be as tired again until 3 a.m. No, you can't eat because you're fasting at this point. Yeah, you got nothing to do. You to masturbate 17 times. You do that once, you're fucking. You got yeah. nothing to do. Yeah, you're screwed.
0: And you just you're just laying there. You're staring at the ceiling. Maybe you've got the office on. Maybe I've got I've got an eye mask. So I'm I I got the eye mask. I've got no sensory anything coming into my eyes. Right, which they say that's what your brain needs to fall asleep.
1: It's really true. And, for me anyway, yeah. But
0: it's still doing nothing because I just took a nap for five hours, two hours ago. And I'm <laughs> just like laying there like, well, this is stupid.
1: It's stupid. So then you go on your phone, you watch some YouTube videos, and then it's You're fucked then. Once you get in a YouTube cycle, there goes six hours of your yeah. life. You're dead. Let me ask you a question. Are your curtains blackout? They are. Okay, because that However, there's there's
0: the if you notice Couple the leaks. top if you notice the top of the window.
1: Oh, you're it goes like this. Yeah, it arcs. Oh,
0: so it doesn't cover it. So the blackout works for the bottom
1: 85% of the window. Can you get a bar I've that looked. goes like this, but then you put a couple notches so you can put the hooks on that part so it doesn't slide back off? Because that, that, that may as well be completely open with sunlight then, at that point. Well, the sunlight at least doesn't hit my face. That's true. It it fills the room. Yeah, it still fills the, the room. The room is very bright in yeah. the morning. Especially for someone who knows they don't want eye input and has an yeah. eye mask. You really would do well with... I, you'd have to get that custom made. I don't yeah. even know how the fuck you, you would yeah. find that.
0: Or I can get like blackout tape
1: and tape up the window permanently. Yeah, but you're such a good interior designer yeah. that that just is not a Oh it would be pleasing. it would look like duct tape and it would be a truck. I have an idea. Okay, hear me out. Hit me with it. What if you put up another bar above it? With Outside the window. Oh no. Wasn't even thinking that I was not thinking not like outside the building, like outside like on the wall. Yeah, oh yeah, inside here. Yeah. Above the bar you currently have, another bar here with the same exact curtains, only they're this fucking short, and they're there's it's a separate curtain for just the top. It's a lot of work for that little spot, I know. Sure,
0: sure. But it would keep all of the direct sunlight from hitting. It would just kind of bounce yeah. a little
1: bit. There would be a little light like reflecting hitting a the top little, of the curtains that are maybe. there, but that's it. I don't, And you could probably close that gap, and I don't think it would look that weird with two sets of... It would almost look like, oh, you know look, how they look have look like that... Yeah. I can just, get behind that. Just a thought. Maybe. Just a thought. I'm might, on board with that. It might change the whole... Because then you don't... You'll still use the mask, i sure, but then you won't have to rely on it as I much. You really need it if... I mean, He's a great interior designer. You stop that. No, you're gonna take the compliment and love it.
0: I like the owl. Me too. Yeah.
1: Do you the I owl was you? a gift.
0: My mom got me the owl.
1: Oh, thanks, mom. It's a lovely. Mom gift. got me
0: all the owls. Yeah, an owl. I've got two owls up there. Did your mom have a lot of owls at home? Uh, we have we have some owls at home. It's just it's just we we have we have a very similar aesthetic in how we like our design. It's like very rustic, like dark. Uh, dark
1: tones, a lot of browns, a
0: lot of like navy blues, Woody, and, yeah. and you know, you go to you go to the stores that tend to cater to that. Um, I feel
1: like the look goes along with this shoe, you know what I mean? It's gotta be those shoes. Makes sense. I yeah. get it. That makes it all. You know, I mean, those are those are winter boots. Those are those are designed to be. Taken but there's a the rustic, cover. country wood blue, yeah. tree thing, yeah. to it. Let me ask you a question. Is that your camera? That DSLR? It is. It's gorgeous, man. Thank you. I have a an, um uh, uh, T or T two Rebel from uh, Canon. Yeah, but I don't have. I never used a Nikon before, but it looks, looks it's great. Similar.
0: It's great. So I actually, and I, I think I mentioned
1: this to you casually at
0: at work when we were talking about having you on. I do uh, some shots for promotion for the podcast. And, oh yeah. And if you saw the one with Sylvia and Emily, you know, yeah. there's a couple shots that I take. Yeah, but yeah. I'm using I'm using that for this, and then there are days where I'll just. Walk around the city and, and,
1: uh, that's why I got shoot. it initially, man.
0: I've got some, I'll show you some shots, but yeah, after, after we wrap it. and sure. before before you get out of here, some of my favorites I want to get printed and, and framed. Uh oh. Pictures that I've taken walking around, framed and, uh, printed. Yes. I'll, uh, I have this one that I love. I laid the camera on the ground. It was over on the west side near one of the piers and the sun was setting. There were a lot of runners running by mm. and I and there were like barely any clouds. So I snagged, I just, I have the camera on the ground and okay. I'm just like right here and I just keep pressing the button. Cause I'd like gotten down and I focused and made sure gotcha. everything was lined up. Okay. And as these runners keep going by, I keep like, and I grabbed one of this woman, perfect silhouette, like mid step. Oh, yeah like quintessential runner, great posture she had her hair was like uh it was like a short like a pixie cut and it was like cascading out of the side. oh my god i'll show it to you it's beautiful yeah that sounds it's beautiful i love it and then i posted up on the sidewalk and i was taking pictures of cars as they go by okay and i was doing a long exposure so it was uh cool streaky
1: yeah streaky and i got a city bus oh that sounds cool that's especially cool because that's like a uniform streaky. Yeah, that's cool. And you've got and it, you know it's got different
0: lights on the side, so you've got you've got streaks of orange and then streaks of white, and then it was like a four second exposure. The Bus was going pretty quick, so you've also got streaks of
1: red. Like that sounds awesome. Yeah, man. I love it. I I, I love doing. You really mess so. with your like the aperture well, and like you you know your way around it, it. Sounds like that sounds awesome. I don't. I like on
0: on an amateur on an amateur level. I was thinking man. about it today. I, I would like to. You know, when I when I have some monicum of success and an income where I don't need to be in a restaurant or a bar every sure. day, I would like to take a photography class and, you know,
1: learn what you, I don't already You know. should probably push yourself to do that sooner than later, because you'll just love it. It'll become your own therapy. Yeah. Um, I actually had the honor of being a producer on the show Top Photographer with Nigel Barker. You know Nigel Barker? The name sounds very familiar. Nigel Barker. Is yeah. on, he's the British guy on... America's Next Top Model. He's a huge photographer. Yes, like he is such an amazingly accomplished photographer. His work, you know, he's he's amazing. And this is his baby. This was his idea. For years, he wanted to do his own show like this, uh, top photographer. And so, uh, my buddy Steve, who has a production company called Framework Productions, him and and James Allardyce, these two guys, they got the bid. They did it. They made it with uh, Adorama. Yeah, uh, that's where I got the. Yeah, you mentioned that, and uh, they they put some Adorama put some money into making it, and uh, they made this competition show, and I got to be a producer on it. So I, I kind of uh, uh, I did some of the interviews of some of the contestants, and I interviewed uh, some of the stars just to get some footage of that stuff. And I kind of um, I feel like they they sent me to kind of wrangle people, be around people. Uh-huh. I would hang out with all the the, the people and, and just kind of keep everybody happy and and talkative um uh but this 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 competition made me meet some of the most amazing we were talking about like people with like huge followings on Instagram yeah uh one guy Scott Barrero he was uh, one of the contestants he's got like 600,000 followers yeah. my my friend uh, uh Andrew i think he has 1.3 million i mean they take the most stunning bananas, pictures isn't it it's bananas yeah. dude and that helped them actually get I think selected personally when they were probably choosing people. I'm sure their following could not have hurt their chances. Yes, yeah. uh, one of the guys though, uh, Chris Palermo, uh, he's an amazingly accomplished photographer, the most beautiful stuff, and he's become a good friend. And uh, I asked him to. He ended up uh, doing the video for my wedding.
0: Oh, which was very awesome. nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which so is super cool. Probably. Do you have it? Have you seen it? I haven't seen. I saw some of it because Ashley's grandmother couldn't make it; she was sick. So he was nice enough to like compile our actual ceremony. In like a day, just mm-hmm. so she could have something to look at. Um, but since I haven't, we haven't gotten the video back yet. I'm you know, sure, it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, I mean, just he's just so awesome, and and, and uh, yeah, photography is something I've always loved. I just I, I I never take the time to do it, so I understand you are not taking that class right now.
0: Yeah, and it's you know it's it's one of those uh, sacrifices I'm I'm trying to focus on what I came out here to focus on, and. You know, photography class isn't even close to being the same thing as going out drinking every night, but
1: right, it's <laughs> it's a fun thing or work. a career work thing. Business, yeah. And what what is your ideal? You know, I was saying like mine's like a sitcom that films in New York. Yeah. Is that the same for you? What's your, what's your ideal what do you, what do you want to be doing the most? I don't
0: really have a preference in terms of like sitcom or or uh uh different kind of tv show or just creative i want to do i want to do i just want to do good work like i i'm very adamant about the writing being well done Mm. i i want i want to i want to do something where i can go home at the end of the day and be like this is good and you find yourself
1: sorry i didn't mean to
0: interrupt And and you know that that very well could be a sitcom. You know, I think, I think Parks and Rec was a great sitcom. I think The Office was a great sitcom. I think that there are still. I think The Good Place. If you if you don't watch it, you
1: should watch The Good Place. I love The Good Place. I think it's I think it's amazing. Speaking about good writing, they just went there right away. I don't give anything away to people that haven't seen the, For the second good place? season. Yeah, yeah. But they just go there instantly, and they put their characters in this place, and then they truly have to write themselves out of it. I love it. They did it's phenomenal, all um, around. But, and, and, you know, part, part
0: of my draw to the industry is also, you know, I would love to do like those big movies, not necessarily because I want to be an action star or I want my, I want to be Robert Downey Jr. Like levels of fame and success. Mm. But I think that there's a unique experience in
1: being on one of those sets. Oh yeah. The energy. I mean, that's part of why we love that so much is the energy and the collective working toward that goal. And at that level. There's I, so I, many people working toward that goal yeah you know
0: and and you know everyone at that point has made it if you're mm. working on one of those movies you you've made it yeah. in some way or another if you're a PA so, on that movie you've made it yeah <laughs> legit and so you're loving it and so and so to go to work every day and love what you're doing and being surrounded by like-minded people who love what they do mm. and to be working on a level of you know we're 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 working on, a movie that almost everyone will see. Mhm. That's got to feel I good. think that good would man. be amazing. That would be that would be something I would love to do, but you know, I I'm not I'm not aspiring to only do that. You know, there's 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 Tom Cruise who does all of those Mega movies. movies, right? All of those movies. I wouldn't want to do something like
1: that. Let's and let's just be clear. He puts out great movies. Yeah, like the mo- the most recent Mission well, Impossible was great. All good. Everything he puts out is good. Yeah, I just saw Top Gun again by the way for the first oh, it's, time and it's in like a year I think. It's yeah. still amazing. Yeah. And like and that's
0: and you know if that, that's that's what he loves to do. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it and he's one of the best at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know if, if you were if you were to pick an actor whose career I would like to sort of mimic or imitate, okay. I would like to like do like really big things and really like small things too. So like mm. like a like a Matt Damon who does like both. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I don't know if my screenplay I'm working on right now is going to be Goodwill Hunting levels, but you know something something like that where yeah. you also he's not in the spotlight. Right. Like I don't know what movies he's working on right no, now. No, it's true.
1: That's a I dream. Really but, you know, honestly, uh, what would I just watch? Uh, I just watched oh Black Klansman. No, that wasn't it. He wasn't I what that movie. I was no no separate thought, but connected. Oh okay. I watched a movie. I can't remember what movie it was. Martin Scorsese produced it. He didn't direct it. He produced it. You know, just little stuff like that where you never know Scorsese yeah. was involved. He just wants to keep making good things. Yeah, and so, yeah, I agree with you. Clooney hasn't been on camera in like six years,
0: but yeah. he's produced a ton of stuff. Yeah, I think he was a producer on the Ocean's Eight movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, you know that that uh but that he's kind al- of stuff. But he's also making tequila now too, which is really cool. And like, there's there's a certain part of me where it's like. Well, if I if I'm successful like that, then I can follow my passion projects uninhibited. Oh yeah,
1: at that point, uninhibited. Whatever you really want to do, yeah. People will get behind you to help you do it. Yeah, that's that's the really the dream. So I think that's success. Success is being in a place where you can create right from the hip. Mm-hmm. That's success. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. So I is. think
0: yeah. So yeah, I guess that's that's my answer to have that that level of success where I can, I don't need to worry about. Financial anything really, um, but I don't want to be a superstar. In, I get that in any 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 regard. I don't want to be that level of famous. I think that me level either. of fame is is toxic and uncomfortable. It and... will it will ruin your your personal relationships, whether it be your wife or your kids or your other family members. Absolutely, man. Um, it's real. And hard. there and there are some that do it, and I don't know how they do it.
1: You know, what bothers me is um, I you know sometimes I watch uh, shows or I read news stuff and they talk about people in the public eye and how you have to have thicker skin and you have to be used to people talking shit about you and i think i disagree you don't have to and that's the problem is they're just people and yeah. they're in these positions where everyone's got an opinion about them that don't even know them you know and and it just it being that su- successful could really suck yeah could really suck i would like to be able to go somewhere Absolutely. I would say that. I you want know, to go to a mall and people see me in it and they don't go, oh, Brenda Bayless, Brenda Bayless. They go, yeah. But well, that guy was in that thing, you know, once in a while, hey, and then do a line of mine. Yeah. That's lovely. That, yeah. That's, you know, and and that's, that's all. That's low appreciation. So, of, well, I was walking around with Jeremy Holm, me and Ashley. You know, Jeremy, you didn't work with him. I didn't work with him. He, uh, he's on a TV show. Uh, a couple TV shows now. He's on uh, House of Cards and Mr. Robot. Oh, good and, for him. Um, he, uh, he did a part on the, in The Judge. You were talking about Robert Downey Jr., which is funny. Um, he's murdering it. Yeah. Um, so me and my wife and him were walking in Madison Square Park, and he's at that level. He's at that perfect level where he's working, and people see him, and you'll pass by some people, and you'll get a group of people going, Yeah. It's really nice. Like, is, that, is, that, is that him? Yeah. Here's a little different. This but him, I think that's nobody bothered us. Yeah. They saw him. He waved at someone. It was the perfect amount of stardom. Yeah. Perfect amount. That being said, he's on a grind just like we're on a grind. If you're not at that massive amount of stardom, your next check isn't definite. Right. Just like anybody else's. You, you might have something coming, but okay. they might go a different direction for someone it's more It's the famous, same so. that we're doing yeah. right now.
0: Just a little higher level, but it's the same grind. That's what that's and and I don't think there's anyone that isn't ever like that. Like 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 Tom Cruise again. Not not to use the same person. One of the biggest movie stars of all time. Mm -hmm. He was up for Tony Stark.
1: Right there you go. And it went to Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, who in
0: 2007, no one would have said his comeback has been amazing. It's been incredible.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah
0: is amazing kind of makes you want to have a past with drug addiction
1: <laughs> too, I soon. Mean, too soon I'm too soon no um, no it's true uh, did you see um, sorry to interrupt your thought Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder oh yeah because before that he had become this person of allure that, that there was a weird Scientology aspect to him that I didn't it feel like right I it was right after the Oprah thing yes. where he jumped on the couch yeah. and, and I didn't feel like I connected with him anymore and then he did that role where yeah. he just laughed so hard at himself and was so great at it that oh, it yeah. made me love Tom Cruise again you know so yeah i, yeah. I, I but I, I didn't mean to interrupt i don't i don't remember what i was okay. saying but we'll oh. we'll bounce off
0: of that oh. i love i love the actors that that do that like they'll they'll go in and they're like all right we want you in this movie Well, we want to put you in a massive fat suit we want to put a bunch of prosthetic hair make you look super chunky fat and we're also going to make
1: you bald in so fucking give you funny, these dude. big glasses was so fucking funny yeah Ugh. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. That, that's that's a brilliant. That's a brilliant movie. Ben Stiller is awesome.
0: I read somewhere that Ben Stiller. what well, I don't think anymore. I don't. I haven't seen him in anything recently. But, and I said this statistic to a friend. I was like, "Who do you think is the most successful working comedic actor right now?" And this Good was question. this was in 2015. I said mm-hmm. this, and the article I read it said it was Ben Stiller. And if you think about it, he like look at his filmography Meet the Parents okay. Tropic
1: Thunder where, where uh, did you read it do you remember
0: I don't remember this was okay. This was four years ago now but yeah but, go on with those movies yeah. they're huge. Um,
1: huge Uh what else uh, the, uh, Zoolander movies um, Night at the, the Museum Night at the Museum's great all these massive yeah he like plays that archetype role of every man who is like the underdog and yeah. he does it so well
0: did you ever see A Long Game Polly
1: yeah I that movie is so I fucking funny I love fun that dude. movie
0: um, what's so. his name um, who's passed away now um, Philip Seymour Hoffman yes as, oh, as the as, as the friend. loser
1: best friend yeah he played a very similar role in um, uh, Boogie Nights I never saw Boogie Nights dude you love it yeah gotta check watch it out watch your ass in Boogie Nights it's real good he, he uh, plays a role uh, Scotty you know, yeah. like my car Like he, he just wants to be loved and it's it's the breakdown that his character has in a long Came Polly, where like you finally see who he is. Yeah. Uh, he kind of he kind of has that raw exposure throughout um, Boogie Nights. He's awesome. He yeah he was he
0: was amazing he, and, he, and he could do oh, anything. He, was so good. Yeah. he could do the goofy guy in Along Came Polly. Then he could do the Capote bad Capote, yeah. the badass evil uh, warlord in in Mission Impossible Three. Oh well, yeah,
1: forgot about he that was, one too. He
0: was great in that. Yeah, There's he a was lot of Mission of impossibles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fair, a lot of um, He was in. He was in uh, Big Lebowski as like the timid, the timid secretary. Oh, dude! Yeah. That's right.
1: Oh my god! I didn't realize that was him.
0: Yeah, i i only saw I only saw Big Lebowski for the first time <laughs> last year. Okay, so that's why that's why it's fresh on my mind. I'm like, what?
1: that's Philip funny. The Big that's Lebowski. Great. He was in. Uh, it just it just reminded me of uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, was friends with my buddy Andy and uh, a guy I've met a couple times named Yul Vasquez. He was, he was in a lot of stuff, and then it made me think of Yul Vasquez and how much of a chameleon and, and how much I enjoy his stuff. He was just the boyfriend. This is just a segue to another thought I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was just he played uh, the the boyfriend in uh, Russian Doll. Did you see Russian Doll? No, I've okay. been meaning to watch it. Hey, that's it's, another one it, that you should see. L- it looks like it's basically Groundhog Day. It's it's so funny because when I heard the the logline for it, I was like. We saw Groundhog Day. Already. Yeah, it's not okay. At, at the very minimum, and you're the first person to tell me that. Well, so at now, the very minimum, there's a replay of the same day. Now that you, now that we have that construct, it's a very different movie. A very different vibe. Very different. Did you catch Groundhog Day on Broadway? No, it was brilliant. Was
0: it? I loved it. Fuck, I loved it. Oh, I love that movie. It wasn't. It wasn't very well received by critics. Yeah, but the. I loved the music. It was a lot of fun. It oh, was I should have seen it. It was like it was like a comedy movie, but on
1: stage is what it was. And it was like, a buddy uh, of mine told me to watch it and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go see I totally forgot until this moment and now it it's was, too late.
0: The music it's the music is great. I wouldn't recommend the music without seeing the, the show. The show yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of stage work. The way that they do the uh, the repeat of the day. It's gotta be fun. It's so much fun.
1: Ah oh, man, fuck! It's over for me. I don't really like to endorse this kind of thing. If you can find a bootleg something of it, yeah. On well, YouTube you know what I could do? Uh, I can take my equity card and use it for good. I could probably go to the library at Lincoln Center and see a performance. Yeah. Sometimes you know, sometimes they'll have it in the equity library of that. I would recommend it. Okay, I would I would check it out because it was my buddy's there right now, uh, touching up one of the scenes in our. Uh, screenplay right now nice. about the the secret agent, which is funny. So that might kill two birds with one stone. There you go. I'll hang out with him. I'll finish that up. Check He'll out. Leave. Check out. Uh, could you? Can you? Can you? Read, no, you gotta. You gotta watch, watch one there. there. TV there. Got yeah, it. because it's 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 very much under wraps. But if if you ever go out for a show and you want to get a vibe of what happened, you can watch something there. Very cool. Yeah, I did not know that was a thing. I don't yeah. have my card yet, so I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't know. That don't that's worry. That's thing. about all you're missing. No. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly, that's what I hear from a lot of people. That it's that well it's, for me. I don't.
1: I just, I just don't do as much theater, so I. I don't yeah. use it. Yeah, theater isn't really where I'm. I'm planning my trajectory. Anyway. I was watching Beer Bar. I just started it. Yeah. And then my my internet cut out in the subway. I started watching it on the way here. Simone, the woman in the scene with me, is the one who
0: wrote it. She wrote it. And then my acting teacher Tom, that I spoke of earlier, uh, directed? directed it for us. No shit. Yeah, I'll yeah. finish it when we leave. It's yeah. so good so far.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you're awesome. That.
0: For real. I want. I, I I wanted. I wanted to uh, submit it. It was. It's technically uh, Simone's intellectual property. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun ask to her do. Ask if you
1: can submit it. I'm sure she'll let you. No. Maybe. Uh, I'll worth, ask. Doesn't hurt yeah. to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing one right now. Um, that uh, me and a couple friends are gonna do. We're gonna sit. We we were gonna write a sketch. We wrote a sketch. We were gonna do a sketch. And then the director was like. I wrote this last night It's kind of based on What you guys wrote But what do you think And it basically It flip flops our roles And stretches us both So we're going to try that one Yeah He's like And I think this Could have legs It's very collaborative Which is another part Of the reason I feel like we love this industry Yeah But um, he's like Let's maybe not hurry up And make a sketch He's like Maybe we can make this nice It'll be about four minutes long Maybe we can submit it And I was like Yeah Look dude I just want to make shit Yeah I just want to make shit I wish I wish I could make stuff Every week that's how I feel. I just filmed that commercial. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you how many times like I talked to my wife, my brother, my parents, and I said I said that sentence. Just once a week. This is all I need. It would be so like Once like, a week for a day or two. Yeah. I'm so solid
0: at and, it. I feel so good. And you know that that'll be that'll be momentum and it'll it'll build to something and eventually like like the dream. You yeah. get out of the restaurant yeah. and then you get to do it every day yeah. instead
1: of one day a week. Um and, and, it's, and it's it's really not insurmountable. What's insurmountable is auditioning constantly and trying to just book work constantly. That's why people quit. That's why people quit That's because they young, don't explore. Yeah. And it's also
0: exhausting for young people to who have been told yes their whole life. Um, That's very true. To go to a big city and to wait around for 10, 12 hours daily yeah. to be told no, right. and then they're also this is a very expensive city. So mo- most people that come here, if they're not coming from New Jersey, they're probably coming from somewhere in the Midwest. Right. Uh, if they're not, they're coming from LA, and they have been raised to expect this level Absolutely. of expensiveness. Yeah. Uh, but they're coming from places where things cost one third of what they cost here, yeah. and you know you've got to you've got to find a job. You know you have you have a job back home. Work in the front desk at this office, and you're making twelve bucks an hour. And in Michigan, that's sufficient. twelve bucks an hour. That's what you need. Yeah.
1: But out here, you need twenty. Right. And, and the thing is, you, you you get stuck making that money to just survive in the environment, and then you you find yourself just working, as opposed to creating and finding creation. Yeah. yeah it's it's it, the balance is rough, and this is why you have to make your own shit. That's yeah. Exactly why.
0: That's what that's what this is. Eventually, I I plan on reaching out with um, intent to find sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up on it it's up on YouTube mm. add revenue from Google right.
1: once, I, once I get that thousand views per video yeah dude and you know what's funny a friend of mine he has a production company and he gets these bids from these big these big companies to make commercials and shit like that uh, and while he's not when he's not doing that he's basically starting a new YouTube channel every other week just seeing just throwing shit against the wall and yeah. seeing what sticks because one of them eventually is going to make enough revenue to not have to do other bullshit yeah that's all you got to do is just keep doing I mean this will stick this is fun I'm glad I'm glad you said that. I have a lot of fun doing it. I yeah. I like
0: learning things. Like I've I've learned today. I learned with Sylvia and Emily, and uh, I had a buddy on that was a fine artist. Mm. And you know I learned a lot that day. But it's also kind of uh, transitioned into we're gonna we're gonna make a show. Mm. Uh, it's gonna be very uh, Anthony Bourdain parts unknown ish. Cool uh, for the art world.
1: And, I remember you mentioning
0: this to me. Yeah, and yeah. I'm very excited about it. We're uh, we're in pre production. Um we're bouncing around ideas and yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. And I'm you know you. Awesome. these these things they they just have a way of falling into place. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited about
1: putting effort into what I'm working towards. That's all you need. You need yeah. the passion and the effort and the rest will fall into place. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. I want to make sure we get you
0: to your thing. I think that's a great place to end. It's a beautiful place to end. Thank you so much for coming on. Dude, out. this was, yeah, it was fun. so much fun. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. That works. Take you.